Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store for you, a great month in store for you, as we are spending the month of April talking about prayer. A lot of different voices, a lot of different points of view. It is going to be beautiful. And just as a quick reminder, next week on Holy Week, between Palm Sunday and Easter, we will not be releasing any shows or recording any shows because we just kind of turn our focus that week. But this week, week, we have got some great shows. So usually at the end of the episode, I tell you what sounds fun to me, but I can't wait today. I've got to tell you now, what sounds fun to me is hanging out with my friend and your friend, Shauna Nequist, for a That Sounds Fun live pop-up show. Surprise, it's happening on April 28th at the Franklin Theater in Franklin, Tennessee. You can get all the details and grab your tickets at AnnieFDowns.com. It's really limited seating. It's a really fun surprise event, and we hope you'll be able to join us on April 28th. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a moment and share about one of our incredible partners, Epic Will. When you're youngish and relatively healthy, the idea of needing an estate plan is one that seems to stay on the to-do someday list. But having a plan in place for things like your financial power of attorney and advanced directive is really a way to invest in your legacy and be intentional about the story of your life. Epic Will is the easiest and most affordable way I know of to create an estate plan. The expert team at Epic Will has developed an efficient and user-friendly platform that helps you think through things like who you'd like to make financial decisions on your behalf and who you would trust to care for your children and a few simple steps. It also helps you designate who your belongings go to and create your advanced directive so that no one is left making tough health care decisions on your behalf without knowing your wishes. Basically, EpicWill.com empowers you or you and your spouse to make these important decisions, all with the guidance of people who truly know what they're doing. Besides the exact help you need creating a will, my other favorite thing about Epic Will is that their team loves to give back to single moms and orphans. In fact, they provide single moms with kids under the age of 18 with access to a free will, providing them with the security that they're covered and have one less thing to worry about. And they're donating 10% of their proceeds to organizations helping orphans find a home. EpicWill.com has built the most comprehensive, self-guided early estate plan for you. In as little as five minutes and for less than you'd spend on a trip to Target, you can create an early estate plan with EpicWill. Go to EpicWill.com and use the promo code TSF20 for 20% off. Again, that's EpicWill.com and use the promo code TSF20 for 20% off. Get the peace of mind that comes with knowing your belongings and your family and your legacy are protected. All right, friends, since we are starting a whole month on prayer, I am really excited about the shows, the conversations, the Q&A, everything that this series includes. And you know I don't want to do a series on the podcast without including some of my mini BFFs. And so on each episode, including right now, we're going to hear a little bit from some of my mini BFFs about their prayer life. So here are some thoughts from one of my favorite mini BFFs, and then we'll be back with today's conversation. So we'll start by, will you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Audrey Warren. And how old are you? 12. 12 years old. 
Audrey, do you pray every day? Do you pray sometime every day or every other day or once a week or what's your... I pray like? every night before I go to bed. Do you? Yes. But with your family or by yourself? With my family. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of things do you pray for? Uh, we pray for like people that don't feel good, like yeah. some, some, like people in our family are like just like to have like a good night of rest and like yeah. a good day and to tomorrow. And yeah. yeah. Do you think it matters? Yes. Yeah. How come? Because talking to God is good. Have you seen God answer prayers that you've prayed before? Yes. Yeah. Can you think of one? Is there one that comes um, to mind? One time, my one of my great grandparents wasn't feeling too good. Yeah. And I think she fell, and um, then we prayed about it for like a week, and she got better. Yeah. And is doing good. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I remember when I was in third grade, I prayed for my mom's headache to go away, and it did. And I was just like, "Oh, God heals people." Yeah. It's wild. When you ever think to pray for your mom or your dad, what kind of things do you pray for them? Um, like just that they'll do better and they'll have an easier time. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. They already have to deal with so much. So. Yeah. You do too, though. Right? Yeah. Yeah. When you pray for yourself, do you pray that you'll have an easier time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. When you feel stressed or anxious about something, do you ever think to pray then, or are you kind of like, God help me? Yeah, I'm kind of like that. I just always, like, yeah, I just always, like, beg. Just like, please help. Yeah. I need help. Yeah. So. I mean, when you pray like that in those, like, begging moments, do you mm -hmm. feel like he helps? Yes. Yeah. What does it feel like or look like when you feel like God's answering that prayer? Well, when he helps, it feels like you have someone you can trust and, like, yeah. help you out. For our friends listening, if you were to help somebody who is new at praying mm -hmm. and you were to kind of give them like a tip, because some of our friends listening are brand new to prayer, what what would a tip be on, on prayer? Um, well, like, you don't have to do it all the time. You can just do it like once a day or once a week and then um, we'll probably most likely like answer it and you'll be, you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Today on the show, as we kick off this prayer month, I get to talk, y'all. I can't even believe this. I got to talk with Pete Gregg. He's the founder of the 24-7 Prayer Movement, and I thought he'd be the perfect person to kick off the prayer series. He's a pastor from across the pond in England, a best-selling author, and an international authority on prayer. I mean, 24-7 Prayer Movement has reached more than half the nations on earth. I was so, so excited to talk to Pete. He's a bit of a spiritual hero, and his newest book, How to Hear God, A Simple Guide for Normal People, is just so helpful. It's a follow-up to his earlier book, How to Pray, which I highly recommend, and it's just so instructive and accessible. It's a great resource on prayer. We are honored to have him with us today. So here is my conversation with Pastor Pete Gregg. Pete, thank you so much for being on That Sounds Fun today. Oh, it's a joy to be with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. I, I As I told you before we started this, I feel a little bit when people say, how is it having celebrities on the show? It's people like you that I'm always like, but do you know I get to talk to Pete Greg? So just thank you for making time. Oh, you're so kind. It's true. I got to tell you first, Lectio 365 is part of my everyday. Oh, wow. It's wow. I mean, it's my morning devotion. It's, it helps me fall asleep at night. Will you kind of back? I don't I don't know how it started. I just know I'm a beneficiary of it. So can you back yeah. up and talk a little bit about the app and the whole process of Lectio 365? Yeah, Lectio 365 has just, it's gone crazy. We we didn't ever think it would get this big, but it's just kind of gone all around the world now. And all it was, you know, I did one of those Bible in one year devotionals, and it was great. But if I'm honest, there were a lot of days where I was just trying to get through the chapters. Yeah. And if you'd asked me at the end, I wouldn't be able to tell you what I'd even read. <laughs> and I, I had this moment of, is this really what it's about? Mm -hmm. And and I, I started to crave, what would it look like not to try and read three chapters a day, but maybe just one verse a day and marinate and go really deep in that. And of course, that is the ancient way of reading the Bible, the Lectio Divina, the slow, imaginative reading. So we thought, let's put a little app together. Let's read just a few verses twice. 
Yeah. Let's have a kind of liturgical rhythm to it. And let's explore the six practices that are at, heart, at the heart of the religious order that, that I'm part of. And uh, yeah, it, it doesn't sound very rock and roll, does it? But it, it's it's amazing. I, I like amazing. The, I, I got a story the other day from someone, you know, she's a frontline nurse, the heart of the COVID thing. And she said, my one moment of peace at its worst was just listening to Lexio and then wow. I'd be working like a, a 20 hour shift or something dealing with people dying, but I'd take those 10 minutes. So yeah, it's been cool. And, and, and um, you know, um, I'm so glad it connects with you. Oh man. I mean, sometimes I'll do it as I'm really laying down and like trying to turn my brain off. And there are evenings, I mean, I can feel it in me almost it, it telling you there are evenings that make me cry that like oh. the, the, the evening ones are so tender and so like thoughtful that it feels like you're being cared for at the end of the day. And whether you've That's had a good cool. day or a bad day, it just is very calming. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, what most people say to me about the night prayers is they've never listened to the end of it. I, yeah, say, I never hear the end of it. <laughs> they say, you, you, you could announce you're the Antichrist at the end. We wouldn't That's know. It. Like, That's it. Like we're asleep by the end. In fact, I heard on Valentine's Day, they made a point to say, this is Pete's prayer on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that prayer that you wrote. Do you remember it? Oh, Valentine's, it's just insane, isn't it? it, it it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of so painful for many people. And I was thinking a lot about what it's like to be on Valentine's Day if you're, say, an old man missing your wife. Yes. Or if you're a, a single mom. Yeah. Buying yourself flowers knowing no one else will. Yes. And um, I don't know, I just, I wrote a, a prayer a few years ago just for that. And basically it's a prayer. I, I get people complain about this, but it's, it's saying, God, I am not praying today for the people who are loved up and leaking pheromones everywhere. They're going to be all right. They're going to be okay. That's what it said. They're yeah. going to be okay. I don't, I don't care about them. <laughs> I, 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 I care about that old man staring yeah. at that black and white photo, yeah. remembering his wife and worrying that he's forgetting his wife. Yes. You know, what does Valentine's say? So, yeah, and and that prayer is just been used all around the world because I think we're all trying to find language, aren't we, to connect with God mm -hmm. in the midst of these real moments of life. Yeah. I mean, when you said that the teenager would make their bed and clean their room just to be helpful to the single mom, as I told you before we started, we're starting today a whole month on prayer. So we are, that is what we're talking about. We are going to, I mean, the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray. And so we're asking Jesus this month to teach us how to pray. And so one of the things I learned from that prayer, and I would love for you to talk about is the simplicity of when you talk to God, you can just say what you actually mean. You don't have to say fancy words. You can say, please let the teenagers make their beds tonight. Right. Because, you know, God made us, so he, he's not impressed, you mm, know? Yeah. Uh, he, he, he sees us sitting on the toilet. So why, do, why on earth do we try and pretend to him? So let's, you know, Jesus specifically told stories to say, be real in prayer. Remember the one of the Pharisees praying all the right stuff and the tax collector is just there all snotty in the corner yeah. saying, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. And then Jesus turns and you imagine him kind of winking at the Pharisees in the crowd. He goes, hey, who, who do you think went home hurt by God? Mm. And, and elsewhere, he, he, he says, you know, he, he, learn to pray like a child. So, you know, we, we always say, you know, the, the three keys to, to prayer, keep it simple, keep it real and keep it up. Mm. Simple as that. Keep, keep, it, keep simple, it simple, keep it real, keep yeah. it up. Wow. Yeah. Don't get too complicated. You know, keep it real. Be honest with God. And the Bible is more honest than the church. You know, oh. the Bible's full of crazy, like what? It's the stuff they didn't redact from the scriptures that amazed me. You know, and and, and like Peter trying to trying to talk Jesus out of dying on the cross, and it's still in there. Like, Did Jesus so, calling Peter the devil? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not encouraging. Right. It's not encouraging if you called me the devil. Right. If Jesus right. called me the devil. Right. Like, like, I mean, and then and then keep it simple, keep it real. And so sometimes your prayers will be angry. Sometimes I remember someone in a prayer room in Missouri 
you know, she she came out of the prayer room and this church had been praying round the clock for weeks and weeks and weeks. And she came out, she said to her, her pastor, Gary Schmitz, she said, mm -hmm. I've spoiled everything. I've broken the chain of prayer. He said, why? What did you do in that? Yeah. She said, I didn't say a word to God. I just cried. Oh, you know? gosh. And, and he just said, that's darling, that's the best kind of prayer there yes. is. Yes. So keep it real and then keep it up. Sometimes, you know, Frank Laubach, who was a great uh, educationalist, American missionary. I think the only missionary ever to be featured on a U.S. postal stamp, oh, Frank wow. Laubach. He, he tells this great story of, he says, sometimes prayer is like chucking rocks in a swamp. Mm. And, and people look at you like you're crazy. Every rock just sinks without trace. And it feels like that. But if you keep chucking rocks for long enough, eventually you'll get a path and you'll walk through. And, yeah. and so you know, keep it simple, keep it real. And then just keep chucking rocks in the swamp. And again, Jesus told stories saying, don't give up praying one prayer too soon. Yes. I think a lot about the persistent widow. I think a lot about the knocking on the door in the middle of the night. I just would be interested if you're willing to talk about, do you think prayer changes God's mind? That's a big one. I know. And, <laughs> you can and, say, and, Annie, I don't want to. No, no. I, you know, I think that um, I think there's a bandwidth within the will of God that he is open to persuasion. Mm -hmm. I think there are some things, you know, you're never going to persuade him to you know, I don't know, make your football team win against another <laughs> team or something. Right. Sorry. But but I think there are things and, and there are examples. I mean, there's Hezekiah in the in the Bible who's told he's going to die instantly and he prays and gets another 15 years. There's that cool story of um, how Abraham you know, intercedes for, you know, if there's if there's just kind of 12 righteous people, there's six for the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. And God keeps coming down. So so there is evidence in the Bible that when we talk with God, it's a genuine conversation. Yeah. And and I love that. I don't you know, I read a story that Jimmy Carter, when he was president of America, sat in the White House and still ran the tennis rotor. OK, it, it was like he was the leader of the free world and he was still running the tennis rotor. Yeah, I don't think God's like that. He's not like a helicopter parent, like hovering. He doesn't have opinions on everything. Mm. And so there's a lot of space for us to go in and have conversation with him. And of course, the emphasis is God, you know, I, I'm not trying to get you to say amen to what I want. I'm trying to learn to say amen to what you want. Yes. Jesus says that's how miracles happen, when you yes. pray in line with his will. Yes. So it mostly matters what God wants. Yes. But I think we can feel free to say, God, if you don't mind too much, I'd love <laughs> you to do this here. <laughs> that's right. And, and I say, in one of my books, I tell, you know, my wife nearly died many times. She was very, very, oh, very man. sick, chronic illness. And I remember there was a night when I thought she was definitely going to die. And I just... I, I fought with God. I fought with God. And I remember I was sobbing. I, I, a guy came around to see me. We started praying and I just forgot he was even in the room. It was mm. me and God. I, it was like Rocky Bill Bauer. You know, I was just fighting. And I said to God, and I'm not proud of this, but I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. I said, keep it real. I said to God, I don't care what your will is. I want my wife to live. I want my kids to grow up knowing who their mom is. I don't ever want to point at a photograph and try and tell them what she was like. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not interested in Christianity right now. I'm interested in, in you helping my wife to live. And, and after she, she came through brain surgery and she's alive today and we're incredibly grateful, I, I started to feel really guilty that in um. my garden of Gethsemane, instead of praying like Jesus not my will, but your will be done, which is what we're supposed to pray. I basically said to God, not your will, but my will be done. Mm. And and I, I kind of lived under the guilt of that for a while, that I'm just not that holy. And then one day, you know, God's so kind. And he just kind of took me aside one day and he just, he just said to me, that really gently, not an audible voice or anything else, just gently. But I just sensed him saying, I love that you prayed like that. Uh, yeah, I love that you love your wife like that because I love her too. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so, so keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up. And sometimes keeping it real, you know, won't look pretty. Yes. 
just for our listeners to know, we're in minute 12 and I'm already teary. So this is going to be fine, Pete. It's going to be fine. Uh-huh. You're going to get to deal with my emotions as we talk about prayer. It is just, it. it I, I said to a friend recently, I just don't know how people do life without prayer. Like, right. I, don't, I, I don't know how you do this without knowing that, that you can talk to God about things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, all the all the research says that almost everybody does pray. It's amazing really? how many atheists are meant to pray. Right. So, but but also, I had this moment a little fast forward a little bit from my wife coming through brain surgery, and I was suddenly primary carer for a seven week old baby. <gasps> Holy cow! And uh, and it was hard. Yeah. He was waking every two hours through the night. Oh I was terrified. I was meant to be leading a global prayer movement. And right. I didn't think my prayers could even save my wife. You know, it was horrible. And we had no money and it was crazy. And 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 I was trying to work out how to be dad to this little beautiful little boy. And then he got chicken pox. Oh my gosh. You know, and I'm like, God, are you kidding me? <laughs> You're like, am I Job here? <laughs> oh, you know, those little itchy pink spots oh. all on his eyelids, everywhere. And and then I had friends who said to me, oh, it's a good thing <laughs> he's got it because he'll have immunity in later life. And yeah. I, I just felt like kicking them, right. you know? And, and the thing is this, that little boy, his name's Danny, he couldn't obviously understand, he couldn't talk. He, he didn't know this is not how life will feel for the rest of my life. Right. He certainly couldn't understand the, the principles of immunity. Right. <laughs> All he could do was let his dad pace up and down the landing, holding him until he fell asleep. Yeah. And there are things in all our lives we we cannot understand because our brains aren't big enough. Yeah. But we can still trust. We can still allow the Father to love us through those seasons. And the weird thing is that Danny is now a young man. Yeah. And guess what he's studying at university? He's studying immunology. No. He's, he's literally, he, and he's studying COVID in oh his lectures. Gosh. So he now knows more about immunity than me. But back then he couldn't. One day we'll know. Yes. But right now we've done. And, and, and in that season, I remember going to hospital one day. Sammy was back in hospital. I was so depressed. Yeah. Like, what do you say to your wife when she wakes up again in hospital? Right. And I said the world's worst thing. Uh, like, I'm meant to be a pastor. I'm so bad at being a pastor sometimes. I, I just said to her, babe, maybe there isn't a God. Wow. Like, maybe, like, like, ha- like we cried out to God last night for your seizure to stop and it didn't work. Like, and don't tell me God's trying to teach us something through it that he couldn't have taught us through the previous 50 seizures. Right. And she looked at me and she said, Pete, thanks for, propose- <laughs> thanks for proposing that particular world for you to me right now. Um, actually, if I get rid of God, it won't help. Wow. It just means I'm a highly evolved animal and my suffering is of no consequence and I might as well die out of the gene pool. So no matter how hard it is to trust in God's love when you don't understand and you're hurting like hell, it's easier to go through those things with God's love than without them. Mm. You know, if you're an atheist, you still have bad stuff happen to you. Right. You just don't have any hope in the you midst of it. So, yeah, just to land where you started me. Yes, to be able to pray. You know, what a friend we have in Jesus. Yes. You know, to, that thing, to be able to walk and talk through life, through mm-hmm. its highs and its lows with God mm-hmm. is an unbelievable privilege. I don't know how people really cope without God. Even when my prayers don't get answered the way I thought they would, Pete, that I still think, where else would I? I mean, what Peter said, right? Like, where else would I go? Where else would I go? Yeah. And because in my disappointment— the person I want to talk to most about my disappointment about my prayers not being answered is still God. I still am like, exactly. you're the one I'm frustrated with. And also, <laughs> I don't know who and, else and to the, talk to about this. Yeah, and that's the, that's the book of Psalms, right? right? It's like, God, this isn't fair. Where are you? And so, again, it's this thing of being real with God in prayer. 
and uh, and and not trying to pretend. There's yes. so much pretending in the church, right? We turn up and, you know, how are you? Oh, I'm just fine. Mm-hmm. And you know, I long for the community of Christ to be as honest as the Bible is yes. about how wonderful and how difficult life can be. Mm-hmm. And, and prayer is that place of authentic, just standing as we are before God. Yeah. So I can tell you know a lot about that. Oh, I, well, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. I love learning about it. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our incredible partners, KiwiCo. As seasons change from winter to spring, welcome to spring. There is just so much to get curious about. What causes the weather to get warmer? Why do flowers bloom? It's the perfect time for new discoveries. And KiwiCo is so awesome about celebrating kids' natural curiosity and sparking a love for lifelong learning. They deliver monthly science and art projects that let kids of all ages, from mini BFFs to grown-ups, explore different STEAM topics each month. We're talking rainbows to rocket ships and everything in between. Some of my friends just did the paint pouring crate with their 9 and 11-year-old daughters and had the best time. Every single thing they needed was supplied in the box, and they said they love talking about complimentary colors and watching how the paint colors mixed and swirled. They're even using their finished creations as a gift. Do your part to encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo, and you'll love seeing their confidence grow. Give them the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections in the broader world. Step into spring and celebrate the season of discovery with a KiwiCo subscription. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code that sounds fun at kiwico.com. That's 30% off your first month at kiwico.com, promo code that sounds fun. And I've got one more amazing partner to tell you about ZocDoc. No one knows what you're looking for in a doctor better than you, and no one's better at giving you the tools to find the perfect doctor than ZocDoc. The people who created ZocDoc found the major pain points in healthcare, all the things that weren't working, and they just said, enough. And they made booking a great doctor surprisingly pain-free. Finding and booking your doctor who's right for you doesn't have to be a major hassle, right? Will they take your insurance, understand your needs, be available when you can see them? Well, with ZocDoc, the answer can be refreshingly pain-free, yes. And you can focus on doctors who are in-network, putting you on the path to see the doctors who are right for you and who actually take your insurance. No more wasting time with out-of-the-network providers. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, takes your insurance, and are available when you need them. You can read up on local doctors, get verified patients, reviews and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So when you walk into the doctor's office, you're set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com and choose a time slot and whether you want to see the doctor in person or on video. And just like that, you're booked with an appointment that works with your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, including me. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a doctor. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. Go to ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun. ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Pete. We have a book suggestion list and your book, How to Pray, is on it. We also have on it How to Hear God, the new book that just came out. I would love for us to talk about that a little bit. Because, again, to me, the other thing that I was very privileged in growing up in a home and in a community that taught me how to hear God very early. And so, again, where would I go? Who? I mean, who else would I listen to? And how do people do it without? And so will you talk a little bit about where prayer and hearing God meet? Because it really is one dance, right? It's not two separate things. Right. Yeah, I mean, prayer— is conversation so we have to learn not just how to ram our amazon kind of wish lists into (laughs) god's legs you know we have to learn how to actually stop and listen to if we're going to have a real relationship and so it's this two-way conversation now the the tricky thing isn't asking we're all really good at that yeah help right it's it's learning to listen. And so mm. in this book, I talk pretty um, clearly and strongly about uh, listening to God and the different ways in which we can learn to do that. And the good news is we can all grow. 
in our ability to listen to God, we can experience more of his guidance, more of his presence Mm -hmm. in our lives. In that, in the hearing him, especially in how to hear God, you use the story of the walk to Emmaus to kind of explain our ability to hear from God. Why is that the one that jumped out to you? I would have never, that would have never been what my brain did. So I was fascinated when I was reading the book. The story of the road to Emmaus is honestly one of the most beautiful, gorgeous stories in the whole Bible. And what fascinates me is how much it tells us about how we grow in a real relationship Mm -hmm. with God. So in the book, I, I trace that beautiful story and, and, and look, first of all, at how Jesus doesn't just turn up and say, hey, I'm Jesus, I'm risen from the dead, mm-hmm. but he, he comes alongside the couple as they're talking. So I think one of the first things we struggle with in hearing God is we think he's going to speak through a megaphone. Right. We think it's going to be, you know, audible voice. And mostly he whispers. Like mostly, I think uh, Richard Ross says, God comes to us disguised as our own life you know mm. and 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 that's my experience and let me just say on that piece it's weird how weird we get about god considering by definition he created normality right. and so it's so strange that we take you know what we consider normal and then say god has got to only be in the abnormal Right. Surely, if he created normality, that is what he inhabits. Wow. So one of the ways we learn to hear God is by learning to have, as Jesus said, ears to hear mm-hmm. in the normality, in the reality of, of life. Then the next thing in the Emmaus Road story is unbelievably, Jesus takes, we reckon, about two to three hours on a Bible study. Yes, like, the whole I way mean, through. I love, I love the Bible, but like, I've got loads of friends who like, you know, into Bethel and yeah. Hillsong and all that stuff. And, and if you said to them, you're about to have the most powerful encounter with God you've ever had, they'd be like, I'm ready. And then if I said, it's going to be a three-hour Bible study, you just watch how, they'd be so disappointed. <laughs> and so I, I think we, we've got to rediscover that even though Jesus is supernaturally present, resurrected from the dead, greatest miracle of all time, he still chooses to speak through the Bible. But... So at this point, all the kind of like Bible church people are like, yes, hallelujah. But 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 here's here's the bit. He 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 reinterprets the Bible because it says he 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 explained from, from the law and the prophets right through about himself. Mm. So he teaches us. This is what theologians call the Christological hermeneutic. He teaches us to read the whole Bible in the light of himself. Yes. Now that changes how you read, you know, those side passages in the old testament some of the bits in the pauline epistles and so on if if you read the bible with jesus glasses on it changes everything so that's again that's another key to learning here god does this sound like jesus does it look mm. like jesus does it smell like jesus you know yeah. and then notice how he, he he comes into their home by the way clearly this is a couple it's a married yes. couple, okay. but all the paintings depicted as two men because yep. basically there's crazy sexism out there. But clearly, <laughs> otherwise, what were the whose house was it? Right. They invited them into, into their home. They were walk, they were commuting from Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and and so they invite Jesus in. There's that hilarious bit where it says, you know, he pretended he had somewhere else to go. Yeah, that he was going to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. He's risen from the dead. Where is he going? He's got literally all the time in the world. Literally. So he's, you know, there's something about Jesus that's so kind of sly and slant and and playful. And, And it makes you wonder, did he appear to others who just never knew it was Jesus? Right. And eventually these are the ones who invited him in. Wow. So, yeah, wow. let's remember that invite Jesus into our homes, people. Right. And, and, and then it's in the sharing of a meal that as he lifts the bread and they presumably see the scars, they go, it's like the penny drops and they go, it's Jesus. And then this is hilarious. The second, imagine this in a movie, the second they recognize Jesus, he kind of goes, bye. And he's off. <laughs> Do you, and, and he they, just disappeared, right? Or did he get up and walk out? No, he just, he just, you get the impression he just disappeared. Right. Which, which is, is wild. It, pretty frustrating. Yeah. And then, and then they say, and then they say, and he could have done that anywhere along the line. They'd have gone, okay, this was not just another person. But right. he, 
he's taken them on a journey to teach them about himself. And then they say, didn't our hearts burn within us? So like, here, here's the summary. In this whole story, you've got the evangelical emphasis on hearing God in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have got the, 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 the charismatic emphasis on, on the prophetic encounter with the resurrected Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then you have got the contemplative emphasis on the burning heart, on that, that inner voice, that still small voice of recognition. Mm-hmm. And I'm sick and tired of Christianity that just says you've got to choose one of those and reject mm-hmm. all the others. Mm-hmm. I want it all. This is a big hug of a book that yeah. says I want the Bible. I want prophecies, dreams, visions, and I want to learn to be still and and contemplate and experience the still small voice of God. I want it all because yeah. I just want to learn to know Jesus better. And this is what makes the Bible incredibly fun is yeah. you got all of that from one yeah. of the stories in one of the chapters. Like it is the deepest pool we can dive into because it just it's unending what we can pull from stories. Yes, that story is loaded. It's such a great story that some really boring theologians have said they think it's made up. It's too good. Ah. Like, what kind of a cynical view of the world do you have to have? That if something is that beautiful and that meaningful, you think it's not true. Right. You know, and actually in the book, I explain pretty, I think, pretty convincingly why it has to be true. Agreed. Um, You know, there's lots of reasons why. You know, if if they were making it up, they'd have thought of a name for both of them, not yeah, just one of them. If they're right. making it up, they'd have been walking somewhere interesting like uh, Jericho. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't be walking at Maus. That is mentioned nowhere else in the Bible. Right. So there's a whole bunch of reasons that we can we can assume that this was uh, a historical encounter. Yeah. And in and when we hear about a church that grew up in Emmaus. So you can't tell me that they didn't meet in that house around that meal table. Right. I mean, imagine how, imagine going to to break bread and drink wine around that table and telling the story again and again. I mean, it's just so cool. It's so cool. I loved in chapter two where you talk about the idea that even a resurrected Jesus depended on scripture as the ultimate, uh, the ultimate as the ultimate. We yeah. talk about that for a second because yeah. even in what you're saying now, like if any of the Bible isn't true, none of it's true. But if any yeah. of it is true, all of it's true. Like it, the whole thing is true. And so yeah. we talk about that for a second about even resurrected Jesus was talking about how infallible scripture was. Yeah. I mean, we, we you know, Someone said, I think it was George Gallup said that the Bible is the best selling, least read book in America. Yes. And, you know, I do believe that we need to rediscover Mm -hmm. the word of God in the scriptures, the word of God in Jesus himself and the word of God in the prophetic. All three of those words. Yes. And and the word of God in scripture is the foundation of faith. It's the objective reality you know dreams and visions these things are subjective i mean it could just be the you right. know the chili the bad chili from last night right. right but the word of god endures forever we're told so the bible is kind of the context for our relationship with god and with lectio we started talking about that at the start you know one of the joys of that is just taking a few verses and really just kind of soaking in mm-hmm. and allowing a a, a, a phrase to, to come out at you. Uh, so the, the word of God is uh, living, it's active, it's not just there for good theology, it's mm-hmm. there as a conversation starter in our prayer lives. Yeah. You talk in the book as well about our ability personally to hear God is affected by how we feel about ourselves. And yeah. I don't know that that a lot of people would make would make that draw. So will you talk about like our belief about who we are and how God made us really affects our prayer lives and our ability to hear God? Yeah, because you know the thing is, this isn't hearing God isn't just about good theology. It's about psychology. Mm-hmm. You know, theology is God speaks. Yep. Genesis one. You know, God speaks. John one. Jesus is the Word of God. So good theology, we can all know in our heads, 
that we have a God who is not distant or moved, but a God who communicates. Mm -hmm. God speaks. Mm -hmm. So why do we struggle to hear? That's not actually about theology. That's about psychology. And the truth is that we all process information in different ways. For me, for example, when I propose to Sammy, my, my wife, who I love to bits, we've been married, I don't know, 27 years now. The day after I proposed, I was terrified. Like, mm. I was so scared. I started to wonder if I'd made the biggest mistake of my life. Not because I didn't love her, just because I think I was just having that male, like, commitment sure. thing. She was, like, happier than she had ever been. And I was terrified and couldn't let on. And I went to see someone. He said, Pete, it's okay. Just, just, just hang in there. You know, life doesn't come with an orchestra it's not like and, and so we've got to be careful because different people respond to the same stimulus in different ways it's not that the thing is wrong it's the way that different people process stuff yeah and uh, you know some of us are visual you know in, in the way we, we we you know primarily process data some of us are very auditory some of us are kinetic and a lot of the material on hearing god doesn't talk enough about that kinesthetic yeah. encounter what what that means is you know, some of us will encounter God through doing stuff, not wow. just through, you know, seeing something or hearing something, but through actually engaging physically mm -hmm. uh, with, 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 with that. And we see that in the Bible. Yeah, the walking to Emmaus. Yeah, walk, exactly. Walking to, Jesus riding on a donkey. He never says, I've got a picture of a donkey. He just rides a donkey. <laughs> he right. never explains it. That's right. That's right. B. I have not thought about the kinetic side, the prophetic side. I'd love for us to talk about for a minute and all these. Yeah. My prophetic life kind of operates in pictures the most. So what yeah. I find myself doing often in prayer is I will, I will see the thing that I'm praying. So I have a picture to pray toward. Or if I'm yeah. praying for someone, I'll be like, I'm just going to tell you what I see and you can tell me what to do with it. Will you talk about that move for, because a lot of our friends, when they're praying, they're seeing things. They're not just, or they're seeing yeah. words or what do we do next? What's our next move after we see a picture or we're walking and something happens or we see a word? Well, in 1 Corinthians, the apostle Paul says that prophecy and that's kind of what you're talking about. If we were going to use the super religious word, we'd say you're receiving visions. It, it, the prophecy is for edification and encouragement. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first thing I always ask is, okay, this thing I'm seeing, is this going to encourage someone? Yes. Is it going to build them up? Or is it going to terrify them, freak them out mm -hmm. and pull them down? Yes. And, you know, you wouldn't believe how many times people have come to me and said they've got the word of the Lord for me. And it just, it, I feel like someone has dropped something really heavy on my head. Yes. I'm not saying God doesn't sometimes challenge us, but I would say if you're new to this stuff, start with the easy stuff. Start, yes. is it loving? Is it encouraging? Is it kind? If it's crazy directional, you know, you need to move to another country or quit your job. Maybe don't deliver it as the word of God. Like maybe just... You go to them and say, hey, how are you feeling? What are you thinking about the future? And just just yeah. engage common sense. Yeah. So that's the first <laughs> That's thing. the thing is we don't do in prophecy is no one engages common sense when they think they've heard the Lord. <laughs> the number one gift God wants to give charismatics is common sense. Yeah, no question right. about it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I and, am the chief. I am the, the chief of them that need it. So. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, obviously you want to measure what's being said against the Bible. Right. Uh, and is this in line with scripture? Is it in line with the character of Jesus? Does this sound like Jesus is kind of thing he would say or do? And, 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 you know, if it is a big directional kind of thing, mm -hmm. then you may want to even just run it past some, somebody else. So for example, we've had several situations in our church where, you know, one party in a, in a marriage had been unfaithful was committing adultery mm. and it was revealed in dreams mm. exposed the sin was exposed but you, you know you don't want to stand up on sunday and say you know you you're in right. sin. You, you might say say to the couple hey let's let's get together for a coffee how are you guys doing how's your relationship mm. and and you just 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 use a bit of common sense <laughs> but um you know if if the picture is um you know you you, you you see someone laughing 
and and joyful and you know they're having a hard time and mm -hmm. you think I, i'm just going to go and encourage them that the joy of the lord is your strength yeah. and that you know though you sow in tears you'll reap with shouts of joy and that this season will pass and uh, the joy of the lord is your strength and can i pray for you about that listen is it encouraging yes is it edifying yes does it sound like jesus yes mm -hmm. is it crazy directional no go for it yeah. what can you lose even if it's not god yeah you've still done god yeah work. that's right i mean that that even if it's not god you've still been encouraging when i was growing up in, in especially in college i went to university of georgia and was part of the wesley foundation and the campus ministry really trained us a lot on how to hear god and they were always like no dates mates or babies <laughs> that's good give me that again no dates no dates mates or babies so oh, that's they were That's always really like, good. if God told you someone's mate, you're not right. So <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. Hey, friends, just interrupted this conversation one last time to tell me about one of our incredible partners, Raycon. Raycons are a great way to shake things up in this new year because their wireless earbuds are the best way to bring audio with you. And no matter how much you shake things up, literally, no matter how much you shake, you know they aren't going to fall out of your ears. My Raycons literally, y'all, never fall out of my ears, no matter what I do or where I go. Raycons everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. And they come in so many different colors and patterns. Mine are rose gold, you know this. And I love this feature, I think it's so smart, but they have an awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings so you can take them with you wherever you go. I think that's really important when I'm out on the walk so that I can hear what I'm listening to, but also hear the world around me. The battery seriously lasts so long, it's eight hours of playtime in a 32 hour battery life. Raycon start at half the price of the other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. So it's no wonder they have over 48,000 five-star reviews, y'all. Over 48,000 five-star reviews. Go to buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun to get 15% off your order. Again, that's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash that sounds fun for 15% off. And I've got one more amazing partner to tell you about, and that is Thrive Cosmetics. Your girl AFD is all about finding new makeup and skincare products to spice up the old getting ready routine. Even better when beauty products are made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, and they work beautifully too. Thrive Cosmetics delivers gorgeous, non-creasing, long-lasting makeup that I know you're gonna love. Who does not need Thrive's perfect eye palette with the longest lasting, gorgeous neutral eyeshadow colors? And please let me tell you about the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. I literally can see such a difference when I use it. I can see why it's one of their best selling products. It's the ultra lengthening eye opening mascara that lasts all day without clumping or smudging or flaking. It looks like lash extensions, but without damaging glue or expensive salon prices. Using this mascara over time actually helps support longer, stronger and healthier looking lashes. I love a mascara that stays put, but I hate when I'm trying to remove it and it ends up kind of all over my eyes, you know. Not with Thrive, it slides right off with warm water and a washcloth, no soap needed. It's like magic. Thrive Cosmetics' impact and mission is bigger than beauty. Every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive, and that's why they put the word cause right in their name. They support women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. Now's a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash TSF. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash T-S-F for 15% off your first order. Try that mascara, you guys. It's so good. And now back to finish up our conversation with Pete. Well, you tell the story. You tell a story in the book about when you used the British officer and the word Glasgow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Will you retell that? It's a beautiful yeah, story. There's, there's a lot of story. The, the, you know, the book, the, the, the subtitle on this book is How to Hear God, but the subtitle is A Simple Guide for Normal People. Yes. So, you know, there are a lot of stories in there that will fry your noodles, just un incredible <laughs> stories incredible, of God yeah. speaking. Because I wanted to inspire people. There's no point in depressing people. That's right. right? But, but I want you to know that we can all do this and it's not weird yes and half the time when i'm involved in some kind of miraculous revelation moment i just think 
oh my goodness, Christianity's true. Like this yeah. is, I want to get saved again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't saved, I'd get saved over this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I get saved almost every day. There's a few I just pretend, but most days, you know. But, but uh, yeah, that story w- w- was definitely a get saved again moment. I had been speaking on Philippians 2, humbling ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. that God will raise us up. And I invited people to stand. It was a tough call if they, you know, felt they needed to humble themselves in mm-hmm. some way. And a lot of people stood. And one particular guy stood. And I knew he was quite a senior officer in the British Army. And uh, I saw someone I didn't recognize came and prayed for him. And I saw that he started weeping. So at the end of the service, I went up to him and I said to him, are you okay?" And he told me the most amazing story. He said, Pete, the reason I stood is because I'm frustrated in my career in the army. I feel like I've been passed over for a promotion. Um, And I just knew I had to say to God, you know what? you're you're my commanding officer you know i'm mm. you know if, if i don't get promoted in the world's eyes i'm doing this for you so that was his act of humbling himself yeah. right this complete stranger he didn't know i didn't know came and prayed for him and said to him i've got this phrase for you i don't know what it means glasgow is irrelevant mm. now amy you know where glasgow is right because yes. you used to live in edinburgh yeah in scotland it's, it's the other big city in yes. scotland <laughs> and and so he said, he said, Glasgow is irrelevant. What is that? You know, he had no idea what it meant. And this army officer looks at me and he starts weeping again. And mm. he said, Pete, what that guy didn't know and what you clearly don't know is in the army, in the British army, all deployments, all payments, all promotions are driven through an administrative center in Glasgow, Scotland. And therefore, it is shorthand, universally in the British Army, you say, Glasgow is sending me here, Mm. or Glasgow gave me a pay rise, or Glasgow wants to see me. So this guy who doesn't know what that phrase means comes up and says, Glasgow is irrelevant to a man who's in the army, he's not wearing uniform, and is saying, I'm going to humble myself because I've not been promoted. Now, that would be a cool story if it stopped there, but it doesn't. Yes. Because a few days after that, this man was being stationed to Iraq. Oh, wow. And he was going to be there over Christmas. This is Christmas before last. And so, obviously, it was a difficult time. And he said to me, it's great because I now know that I'm going to Iraq over Christmas, but I know that God is with me because of the way he's just spoken to me at church. On their military base in Iraq, some of you will remember this this moment because it was in the news all around the world. A missile launch, uh, missiles were launched at this, this, it was a joint UK and US base and landed on uh, this this, uh, particular base. A few days before that moment, my friend, the one who'd received this prophecy, had been called into the office of his commanding officer there in in that military base in Iraq. And the guy said, you've caught my attention. I want to promote you. And he got a double promotion. Bypass Glasgow because they were on the front line, so you can do that. You got a double promotion. So the, the officer in charge when those missiles landed in Iraq was this officer who had been double promoted, he said, I felt the peace of God. I knew exactly what to do. I knew God had put me there. I knew God was going to protect me. And he said, I was able to, you know, lead funeral services. I was able to speak Mm. peace to people because I knew God had put me there. So it was a lovely little moment, just an ordinary church service, but God speaking to a man who humbled himself. Glasgow's irrelevant. Within a matter of two weeks, he's got a double promotion, bypassing Glasgow, and therefore something that we all read about in our newspapers, the person who was in charge that day had been raised up by God for that moment. Amazing. It's amazing. The book is full of stories of the normal people, of every day hearing God, how you can do it in your prayer time and how you can do it for others, but also stories like that. And in every chapter, Pete, you included a, what you called a living word. Like you have a historical figure at the end of every chapter that kind of embodied what you wrote about in that chapter. How did you pick who was going to be in those chapters? 
Well, you know, I, I wanted to make sure there was many, as many women as men. And oh, I tried thanks. to make sure that at least half were, were not white. Yeah. So that was my one, one thing I did. So you've got great black heroes of the faith, like Augustine of Hippo. People don't realize he was North African. Yeah. One of the greatest intellects and theologians of all times. So people like Sojourner Truth, you know, freed from slavery or escaped from slavery, really, bought out by a Quaker couple who has this encounter with God, hears God and ends up as, you know, one of the one of the great kind of emancipating figures in American history. But actually people try to dumb down the extent to which, I mean, she received that name, Sojourner mm -hmm. Truth, uh, in a revelation from God. Uh, another one is George Washington Carver, you know. Yeah, peanuts. Like 300. 300 uses of the peanut. But he said, I got that from God. God spoke yeah. to me. And then there's others like Julian of Norwich, the the, the, the great, you know, British nun, you know, who, who after going through personal tragedy, just uh, lived this contemplative life. And she was famous for saying all should be well and all should be well and all manner of things should be well. She was the first woman to write a book that was published in the English language. Wow. And so what I try to do with their, those different heroes of faith, there's a number of them, is, is firstly, I want people to just know these really cool stories. Yeah. Secondly, I want people to understand it's normal to hear God. Yes. Like it, because we live in a culture that tries to say you're wacko if you claim to hear God. Listen, the most influential, the most uh, intelligent, the most respected people in world history, the majority of them, would claim to have heard the voice of God. Mm. So it is normal. It's What's weird is those who claim to go through life without hearing God. Can you imagine anything more tragic than having the ability to hear God, which each of us does, and living your whole life without listening to the living word of God? Oh. What a tragic, what a wasted life that Otherwise, would be. Yes. As the founder of 24-7 Prayer, you have effectively, I mean, it's, Half the globe uses Lectio 365, right? I mean, it's like half the countries use it. I would love for you, as you're starting out our month of prayer, will you just kind of give us some encouragement about why should we pursue hearing God? Why should we sh pursue a deeper prayer life, particularly in this month of learning? You were made for relationship with God. Your, your heart will be restless until you are walking and talking with God every day like adam and eve in the garden mm. of eden and and listen as we grow in prayer and and by the way we can grow in prayer it's like a skill like if i want to get good at tennis i'm not going to come to you and say could you pray for me to get a better serve i just need to go out and practice right and what people we're not often often not honest about is just there are skills that we can actually develop about yes. to do with being still that's good to do with the way we read scripture that, that, that help us to grow. And I find that exciting because it means we can all grow in this unbelievably exciting way. Yeah. And as we grow in prayer, we see more miracles. Yes. We process a lot of our pain uh, and our disappointment with unmiracles. Uh, we, we, we know more of God's peace. We, we experience his guidance. And the whole of life becomes a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of one of my thoughts on on that is this before there was any sin or sickness or suffering in the world there was you know adam and eve and god so what did they talk to god about because yeah, most of what we talk to god about is problems right, right. It's people need yeah. pay, people need heal stuff they must have just talked to god about you know nice day you know? right the animals I, I, I call it a job. the yeah. weather and, and, and then one one day for all of us who know Jesus, there will be no more sin or sickness or suffering in the world, but there'll be you and God. Yeah. So you better have something other than problems to talk to him about. Wow. So, so my invitation in, in these two books is how do we learn to walk and talk with God in the details of our day to to practice his presence yeah. in normality, to hear him without in ways that don't involve kissing your brains goodbye right. and just enjoy a real living relationship with him and so you know it's a simple guide for normal people yes i'm so grateful well listen i can't thank you enough for making time for this and i mean i i mean this you have taught me so much about prayer from a distance and getting to oh, have you. a conversation means a lot we have one final question we always ask because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. 
Oh, I love um, oh, so many things. I love lighting fires, making big bonfires with my friends, yeah. uh, and sitting out. Um, you know, drinking hot chocolate, and and we 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 have a house just near the ocean. So I love going down with my good friends and my family, plunging in the ocean, mm -hmm. sometimes getting a bit cold, coming back, sitting by a fire, you know, maybe some music's going, someone's playing a guitar. That's me happy. That's that's yeah. that's me having fun. Are y'all on the East Coast? We're on the South Coast. We're, uh, we we combine, you know, uh, Sammy and I live half our lives on a riverboat. On a riverboat. Yeah, in, I read that. Yeah, yeah, in Guildford, just outside London. And uh -huh. then the other half on this island called the Isle of Wight. And okay. it's just off the South Coast of England. Do you have a Premier League team that you love? Uh, yeah, well, no, they were premiership. I, I, I support a team called Portsmouth. Oh, I which, like Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we we used to live in Portsmouth, and it's a real rough, uh, a real rough team. But it's football. It's a game with a foot and a ball. Therefore, it's rightly called football. I don't disagree with you. I am a I'm very American, so I'm an Arsenal fan. You know that we, of Arsenal. course, we're, we're all one of the top five. But Arsenal has been breaking my heart for years. I should have never done it, yeah. Pete. I should have gone with Liverpool or something else. But. No, Arsenal's a proper team. That's a good team to support. They're fun. They're in and out of the top, but they, you know, I'm learning a lot about God by being an Arsenal fan too. <laughs> your Arsenal. That's right. Yeah. Well, thanks again for doing this. I really appreciate it. Oh, you guys, isn't he just the best? Oh my gosh, what an honor to get to chat with him. What a great way to kick off our month. Be sure to grab your copy of How to Hear God and How to Pray. I think you'll love both of them. And follow Pete on social media. Tell him thanks so much for being on the show. Get ready for a very, very awesome month on the podcast, you guys. We are going to learn so much together, and I'm so thankful for how he kicked us off. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And today, what sounds fun to me is I'm eating sushi for dinner, so I am very excited about that. So that's what sounds fun to me. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Thursday as we continue our prayer series with one of my favorite pastors, Pastor Derwin Gray. We'll see y'all then.